Welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest again tonight for the second go round. I was going to have Kat and Texan here, but they haven't seen the link. So I don't know. Maybe they decided not to, but that's cool because we're going to go through uh, some of the announcements that were made, particularly this bigger announcement by Donald Trump that everybody's been waiting on and talking about for the last couple of days. Um, and we're live here and we're live on Twitch. We're also live on Rumble, I want to say. I hope we're live on Rumble. I, I got it plugged in. I got a green check mark, Rumble. I'm trying, Rumble. Rumble, I'm trying. I need you to work with me here, okay? Just God bless America, Rumble. Just work with me because I'm probably inevitably going to end up on your channel someday on your platform. Hello, Amy Lewis. Welcome to live in Dacia in Texas and Angie Barnes. It's so good to see you, Jessica. Hello. Welcome to the live and Casey. You guys, welcome to live Listette French, who I don't think I've seen in here before, but welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to live. It's good to see you. Welcome to the live, everybody. Tonight's episode is going to be brought to you by our members and by our tippers. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without our little grassroots movement for all of you who subscribe to the Shipwreck Show for five bucks a month and that leave tips during the live. We appreciate it to no end. Um, it helps us keep the lights on. It helps us keeps us being able to do what we're doing on a consistent basis and doing the best that we can. Make sure you smash the like button. And if you like what you see, be sure to subscribe. We're live an awful lot. The Nooners are usually the thing. This is a special night just because of the announcement that was made that turned out to be kind of a nothing burger. <laughs> Not a nothing burger, maybe a nothing burger. My conspiracy people, I don't know if you're in here. There was a lot of conversations about what Trump's announcement could be. We also have some conversations about Speaker of the House. I know a lot of people are really upset with, um, I want to say it's is it McCarthy that was nominated by the GOP to be Speaker of the House. We'll go through that for a hot minute, too. I, I'm not going to get too much into a lot of it because I haven't watched the speech yet, but I had Sonia taking notes for me while we were live with Queen of the Flock. And so she sent me the points. And so we're going to kind of go through the points. And then as we, you know, with the speech, I'll we'll go back and I'll watch it. And then we can talk more about it. Um, you missed the speech, Lori. It's all right. I've got points. I have points. I can't really stream the speech because YouTube gets real touchy with Trump. They don't care for that a whole lot. That's what took Alphabet's podcast down. And so I'm really touchy about posting Trump stuff on the YouTube. So maybe that'll be for a rumble. Slightly disappointed after all the theories. This is kind of the mentality that I think a lot of people are having right now. So in the beginning of this, when we were talking about what Trump's big announcement can make, it really depended on what you believe and what rabbit holes you were in or if you were in any rabbit holes. Some people just figured it was going to be him announcing his 2024 run. And I think that was the general consensus across mainstream media and across uh, the people, like the people, the people that follow me. 
Uh, UV kind of nailed it on the head too. He said it was going to be huge news. He'd also used some specific verbiage about a historic moment, which is what led me to believe that he was going to run as an independent party. Lily's flowers. Thank you so much. I appreciate the tip and the super sticker. I love your face. Um, it kind of led me to believe thinking that maybe he could possibly run as an independent or as like the, the reform party, which we kind of deep dove into, which was the independent party that Ross Perot had started. He was a part of that party uh, for a little bit of a stretch. Smatter two. What's up? It's good to see you. Uh, he was a part of that party um, for a while. He was also a Democrat before then. And then he was a Republican. He had jumped parties quite often, um, but we were kind of to a point now, specifically after the midterms, the, the, the people are are fed up with the GOP. Like they're just done. Mitch McConnell is out here like I'm going to get them. Like I don't I don't want to ever see Mitch McConnell ever again. Like ever again. I don't like the guy. He's been in office longer than I've been alive. Like Nancy Pelosi. Like I'm I'm done with the old the, all of them. I'm done with all of them. Like the GOP needs their own version of AOC at this point, maybe not so fucking extreme, but they need new blood. And they, then a lot of people are, are pretty disappointed in the GOP, I think as a whole. And there's a lot of people that were disappointed in Trump because they felt like he, the candidates that he backed because he publicly backed them, it hurt them when it came to their races. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that hundred percent. I know Tex has an opinion, so we'll wait until he comes on and he can talk a little bit more about that. But Trump did come out tonight and this he did. He announced his his run for the presidency, not as an independent, not as a Democrat, which would have been kind of funny, too, at the end of the day, like I would have left, but as a Republican. And it would actually the the paperwork had come out before he had officially started his announcement uh, on and in Mar-a-Lago. So I'm going to pull up Sonia's notes really quick. Actually, you know what? I think I got him up here. Hello, hello. I'm not giving up on the Republicans. I'm a conservative. I think there's nothing else out there to support my morals and values. And that's fine. I think the morals and values of the Republican Party are, are fantastic. They align with my own, a lot of my own, right? But the people that are in charge of the Republican Party, the 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 older, the, they're not they're not here for it. And with FTX and how it just blew up, and then we found out all the money that was being sent to Ukraine was being filtered through FTX and then sent back to political parties for political donations. Like, no, that's that's and they all signed off on it. All of them did uh, like all of the majority of the GOP signed off on this funding being sent to Ukraine. And um, we're going to put another we're going to put a list together and figure out who. But the majority of them, the ones that didn't were your they call them like the extreme right. They are Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jerome Bobarts. They did not support it ever. Not once. And this is kind of what we need. We need more of a balance in there because the GOP is playing the same game as the Democrats. They're all friends pretending to be enemies, pretending to be friends. But let's run through it. So with Sonia's notes here, I got, she said his key points, um, one was to make a new and better election process. And I don't know, Sonia, did he elaborate on any of these really, how he was going to do any of these or did, is this just the points that, okay. So these are just the points that he took. I'm probably a Democrat, but I used to be a Democrat. I voted for Obama. I did. I did. I wasn't paying attention then, but I did. Uh, the next key point that he had was the border and the Hispanics um, want it secured and taken down. He wants to take down the street gangs, the MS-13s. And that, I don't know if you guys have heard too, with the border in Texas. Texas has really kind of taken the reins on their border issue. So he issued a invasion proclamation thing today. And we I have it down for a nooner for later this week. We can talk more about that. Uh, but he is going to be 
using the full force. Why he's doing it now and why he didn't do it the last two years, I don't know. But Abbott's going to be doing it now. And he's using the full force of the National Guard and to secure the border that is down by Texas. A lot of people are really excited about that, but uh, some people are curious as to where he's going to get the money for that and how, what taxes are he's going to be using for that. But more to come. So that sounds like more of wall talk when it comes to Trump, the border and the Hispanics that want to secure the economy and inflation, which I know is hot on everybody's mind right now. Yeah, I'll be I'm going to wonder how he's going to fix it. And this is going to be the the conversation between him and DeSantis. I know that there's a lot of DeSantis fans out there who are really turned off by Trump right now because Trump's been ripping on DeSantis. But until I see like what they plan to do and how they plan to fix it and and are they going to cut the federal income tax? Are you going to give us a fucking break? The same break that you're giving to Ukraine? Because this is kind of where I'm at with it right now. Like, I want to see what you're going to do. The next one was he extended his endorsement for Herschel Walker out of Georgia, which I'm glad to see because that is an election that we really do need to stay focused on is the Georgia runoffs because Georgia is a, it's a battleground state. The Georgia runoffs are very important. Um, so we're going to be keeping watches on that. So I'm glad to see that he brought up Georgia. The legislation for drug and human traffickers to receive the death penalty. Now, like I said, I haven't watched the speech, so I don't know like the the tone behind it, but this is going to be a, this is one of my top. If I, if I had five things that I, I look for when it comes to candidates, like human trafficking is one of them. And right now Iowa doesn't do like hardly nothing, no shit for them, which is frustrating to me. But when it comes to the president of the United States, and that was something that Trump had done early in his um, 2016 administration was he had put in all kinds of legislation to really crack down on human trafficking and that tied in with the border and the border wall. And so I'm glad to see that he brought that up again, because that is a very important thing to me. And I know it's a very important thing to a lot of people who are your everyday Republicans and then your conspiracy theorists who have been down those rabbit holes like this is that is something that is really important to all of us. And I think it is something that isn't talked about enough and needs to be talked about enough. And if he does decide to run and he does decide his what his campaign looks like, I hope that is something that is consistently brought up. And it is also something that I'm going to be looking at any of the other um, um, candidates that are going to be making a decision to run for the 2024 presidency is where are they at on human trafficking and who's going to ask them these questions and how are we going to get these questions answered? This is it's a big problem. It's probably the when you talk about that, I mean, these are kids. This is like the entire generation. These are our children. And if that's not the most important thing to the majority of people, then I don't know what is. I understand that. Not everybody wants kids. That's fine. Don't have kids. But there are kids out there that are being bought and sold as young as like four into sex. I mean, you, you, I can't imagine. And there are still people out there that believe that this is a conspiracy theory. And it's just not. It's, it's just not. So I'm really glad to see that he is coming up and he is talking about that. Um, the next thing that they had was, and he's still talking, no men in women's sports. Bet I, I'm here for that. Is that's not a make or break for me? I because I don't obviously it doesn't affect me a whole lot. I might, might affect my boys though. I guess so. Maybe that might be something I have to look into. Um, and everybody's been a kid before. Thank you, Molly. Very good point. Uh, hold on. He's not talking about vaccine dangers. There was no kind. Sonny, was there any conversation about the vaccine vase? About his legacy? I can't see your hand. A little bit. 
little bit of conversation. Okay, so um, more to come on that until I can watch it and more to come on that um, because that's also kind of high up on my my list of things that I look for in political candidates is where do you stand in regards to medical freedom and where do you stand in regards to um, like the your connections with Big Pharma? They're all going to have connections with Big Pharma. And so I'm, it's going to be about looking and seeing where his connection lies and, and how deep is that connection? And is it just like a, so more to come, more to come on that. Uh, let me scroll down, make sure I'm not missing it. My best friend is a nurse, got the vaccine to avoid losing your job, heart issues. Okay. The next thing that he talked about, no men and women's sports, parental rights and the importance of a woman. Did he elaborate on that at all? Really? Sonny says, yeah, so more to come on that. We'll talk more about that uh, probably later. We'll probably have to do a nooner once I again, so I can sit down and actually watch this. Um, parental rights. I know he was big into school, to- into school choice when it came to his 2016 uh, presidency and then his 2020 run when he was campaigning. School choice was a big thing. And that's, that's on my list as well, as far as parents being able to print. But I also know that Ron DeSantis also feels very strongly about that. Uh, about giving the decision back to the parents as far as what they want their kids to learn and what school they want their kids to go to and um, what schools should be teaching and, and indoctrination and all that crap. So I'm here for that. He said, yes, we're going to go. We're keeping on going. We're, we're keeping trucking. We're trucking. He wants term limits on Congress. Isn't there already term? I feel like this is a text thing too, maybe, but isn't there already term limits on Congress? Like, don't they already come up to vote like every two and four years? Isn't that kind of how this works? Am I wrong in saying that? Sonny's kind of waving her hand at me. (laughs) That would be one of the points. Yes. I I think there's already term limits kind of when it comes to Congress. More to come on that. Um, And then he wants, he will immediately implement voter ID and same day voting and only paper ballots. But they can run as oh, so you're talking. They're talking term limits about how many times they can run. Got it. Thank you, Sonia. Paper ballots. I really saw this going a different direction with the election stuff. I feel like this is more of the same shit because even with the paper ballots problem, then all of a sudden we got paper ballots and black suitcases that show up out of nowhere at one o'clock in the morning. Didn't that happen in Arizona? Did that happen in Arizona? I was hoping that it would the voting process would, I don't under, I don't, I don't understand why and how we can't have a secure and confidential voting process from our phones. Like, I don't understand how the military can have military secrets that they keep locked up on the internet forever and ever. And nobody can hack into them and nobody can get them and nobody can see them until they decide to release them. But we can't do the same thing for our election. I, I find it really hard. Why Why does it have to be paper ballots? I don't trust paper ballots. I just don't. I obviously, I struggle with paper ballots. With the, They put the paper ballots in the ballot machine and then the ballot machine read it wrong, right? Or the ballot machines were down and then people didn't know what to do with their paper ballots and then people were confused and then people left. I don't feel like paper ballots is the answer. But that's just me. I'm not going to be president of the United States. I run a small podcast. There's 64 of you in here right now. You guys, I love your faces. Make sure to smash that like button. I'm going to count from 10 to 1. Let's make it happen in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Israel has an in-person thumb. My phone has a thumbprint on it. Why can't we do that? Why can't it be like that? I don't understand. It feels like more of the same shit to me. 
If it doesn't, Sonia's agreeing with me too, because I'm not alone in my thinking process. It feels like more of the same shit. And boy, I'm going to struggle with that. Um, Trump said paper ballots, same day voting, it all counts. It must be counted by the end of election day. So that could be something if it can all get done by the end of election day. I don't see why it can't. Uh, I can't imagine. We used to do it that way. That's It was usually done that way up until Bush and Gore, I think, probably is when the first real, real public problems with elections. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. The old lever voting machines. When did we get them ladies that used to work at the telephone company? Remember they used to plug in the thing? Why can't we get the operators back? I'll volunteer. I'm a trustworthy person. Like, I don't care what you vote for. I just want it to be fair and I want it to be right. Like, if you vote, you vote. I mean, if this is what you want, it's what you want. That's up to you. I don't give a shit. It may not be what I want, but then I don't have to live here. I can move somewhere else. Um, they said asking for voter ID is race. I've heard that too, because the their claim with the voter ID being racist is that they say that the majority of, of the people of color in poor neighborhoods can't afford. And I, I the, the, like the whole argument was bullshit with that, because at this point in the game, my ID costs $5. You can't, um, could you imagine what they'd say about people with smartphones? But there are places that you could do this. Like you could do a thumb, like you could set it up and have your, and scan your thumb and it pulls up your, and then just place your vote right there from any phone. They have thousands of phones at the kiosk and Verizon. Like, let's just go to a Verizon and do it. Do you get what I'm saying? There's something hinky with this. There's got to be a reason that they make this so fucking hard. And again, this is why I keep telling you guys, I know that you think that your vote doesn't count. But they make it really hard for you to go vote for it not to count. Like if if it didn't really count, then they wouldn't put all the work in to make it so hard. That doesn't make sense to me. They would just be like, oh yeah, just go. It's fine. They'd have cookies and they would just keep going the way that they're going, but they're not. They make it really hard for you to go vote. Mail-in voting, like, I don't understand. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, and I don't think maybe, yes, maybe, but again, I, I, your vote has to count. Like, it, it, they have to be concerned about the amount of voters that are going to show up. Because if they weren't concerned about the amount of voters that were going to show up, they wouldn't spend all this money, the money that they're obviously getting from FTX, <clears throat> to pay for paper ballots. They wouldn't spend a bunch of money on advertising then necessary. Look at, look at the, who ran against Carrie Lake and she won. Okay. She didn't spend near the money. Carrie Lake did like this. That's what I'm saying. Like if your vote has to matter because if it didn't, then they wouldn't be pushing so hard for you to go vote. They'd be like, well, you know, hmm. We really don't need, or they would force you to do it in person and, and shut down the polls at a certain time. And if you don't get your vote in, then too bad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Voting is just giving us consent for what's going on. That's it. Uh, fingerprint ID would not be racist because everybody has fingerprints. I know. I'm telling you, there's got to be something to this. Like, there's something, there's some reason they don't want you doing the, the. But it sounds like that's about it. As far as like the the talking points that he had, Sound a lot like 2016 um, with with the no men and women sports. I don't know if that's new from 2016. I'd have to go back and watch. I know that's a hot topic right now. But he's just running, and he's running as a Republican, so he doesn't want to be George Washington. I thought I really thought he'd come out and read, because that whole party's still going. 
Ross Perot, fucking getting after it. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting two years, you guys. You've got him and you got Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis is the GOP pick, which automatically makes me very nervous. And Ron DeSantis, although he runs Florida beautifully, and he's real good for his people, and his people love him, and he had, he had very secure elections, was also endorsed by everybody I hate and all the people that hate Trump. So I don't know. Um, it would be racist for people who lost their hands. See, I feel like that's a straw man argument at this point. Mm-hmm. Facial recognition. Okay, we can't use that. There's a facial recognition on my phone. Like, I'm, t- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I voted for Ross Perot my very first election. Good on you. That a girl. Where did <laughs> I remember Ross Perot? I remember that everybody made fun of the poor guy. Um, looking at who endorses, but then again, like, and this goes back to Trump too. Like, we found out that Trump got a shit ton of of campaign, like the second highest donor to Trump's campaign in 2020 was freaking Disney. And we all know the rabbit hole Disney is. And so that automatically sets off red flags too. And so over this next two years, it's going to be a lot of this. And I know that a lot of, a lot of my forever Trumpers, you're probably going to hate it. A lot of my never Trumpers might hate it too. A lot of my, but at the end of the day, my opinion on, on what's going on is, is just that it's my opinion, but I need, I want to be giving the information out to you guys from a very neutral standpoint, because I'm very neutral right now. I don't know what's, if I had to pick tomorrow, I don't know if I could. Um, I would probably pick Trump just because of historically, I know what he can do, but that doesn't mean that I don't have concerns. And that doesn't mean that my opinion of him hasn't changed over the last two years with everything that's going on. Um, and with tonight too, I was really hoping that this would be the start of something different, but it sounds like it's going to be much of the same. So I, uh, Sonny says I missed a lot of points and he was still talking when we were live. So we'll probably have to follow up to this. I'll go back and watch the speech tomorrow in its entirety. Um, and then maybe I'll have a different point of view too, fearing it from straight from the, the horse's mouth. But as we go on, and, and I do want to talk about this a little bit with, I just have like, it sounds, looks like just my core people in here, which is good because this is kind of who I'm aiming for right now. But as we go on through, through the next two years, this is going to be, we're going to come out about everybody because I want everybody to be able to make an informed decision. And as I've already come out a lot about the Democrats, right? We've already come out a lot about that, but we're going to be coming out a lot about this too. Um, We've already talked about Chuck Grassley and we've already talked about how, yes, with the FTX, their major donor, second to George Soros, was to the Democratic Party. But they also donated a huge chunk to the Republican Party. And the FTX stuff just pissed me right off. And the fact that it was so blatantly happening right there in front of us, like you put the dots together, the, the dumbest person on the planet could figure out what's happening. And then the media came out and said, no, that's not what they're doing. Okay. So the, with the media and with the continuation of this show, like this is what we're going to be focused on is anything, anytime anything comes up, we're going to put it out there and you guys might like it. You might hate it. Um, I'm going to let you decide and I'm going to let you put in your opinion and help educate other people as to maybe what else you might've found like with the Disney and Trump stuff, right. Or the DeSantis and Jeb Bush. Bush, 
Look at Jeb Bush. I hate Jeb Bush. You guys remember Jeb Bush's face at the funeral is my favorite. Bush. <laughs> I'm a Bush. Last thing I want is another fucking Bush in office. But we're also going to talk, and, and we're not going to put a lot of money into endorsements either, but we're going to have to see what happens. We're just going to have to see what happens and go from there. This wasn't as huge of an announcement. I really thought that this was going to be something more. I, I didn't think that it was going to be like the storm is here. I really, I wasn't there. Like I didn't think that was going to happen, but I did. I really did think that he would come out and announce his run in a different party just to prove that he could do it, but he didn't. And I'm going to say something else here and I'm, I'm going to let you guys decide. I'm just going to tell you what I, what I read. And then I'm going to let you guys think about it. Okay. Somebody in my comments, and this is on a video that I had made about Trump and, and how he was, I don't remember what video it was. He was coming out. I think it was the one where he was coming out against DeSantis, how I couldn't figure out why there was such a, a disconnect there. And somebody had said, they finally got him. They actually got him. And boy, that stopped me dead in my fucking tracks. And because by they, I'm assuming he meant the swamp. And this is all speculation. I'm not saying this happened. I'm not saying it didn't. But I'm saying, they, he said it. He's like, they finally got him. And it took me back to when Trump got COVID. Do you guys remember that? Sonny, do you remember that? When he got COVID and he was in Walter Reed and he was doing speeches from Walter Reed and it was green screen. You could tell it was green screen. I have no idea where he was, um, but it was definitely green screen because it wasn't a very good one. And then when he was better from COVID, he flew back to the White House and you guys remember he got off the plane and he stood on the balcony and he was standing up there. Yeah, he was standing up there on the balcony and he, his shit was all like, you know, he just, I mean, he was sick, right? He was just gotten done being sick. And then he went into the White House and that was kind of it. But he looked weird. And I remember doing a video about it, which is why I'm bringing it up because everybody was talking about how it was a double. <laughs> it was a double. Maybe, maybe not. He looked weird. He looked different. Now, again, he just, he was sick. So, you know, I look pretty shit too. When I'm sick, my face bloats and, and I get it. So take this with grains of salt. But then it seems like after that, that's when things started to kind of get different with Trump. Like, um, it started to sound more like, like, like a politician, you know, and that it was also after that when he started boasting about the Johnson and Johnson thing and his legacy. And I think he was talking about it a little bit before, but I, I feel, I felt like something changed after that. He took his mask off and everybody went crazy. Yeah. I feel like something maybe changed after that. And like I said, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. Um, maybe go back and watch it. And then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe come back and be like, ship, you're, you're stupid. Shut up. And that's cool. Like I'll take the hit because I'm not, like I said, I'm just out here. Um, just, for my kind of my own opinion about it. And there, there was rumors before this that there was some attempts on his life. Um, and these were on like, I don't know. I, I think even that gateway pundit might have covered it. I don't know. 
no, maybe not. Maybe his wife's or something. There was some kind of, there was some, and on, I don't know. And if that's the case, well, then I don't know. I don't know. I've never put that out there because I didn't want to instill that. He did it how he didn't like being considered a politician, but he, but he guessed he was now. I, I didn't want to put that out there because I don't want to instill more disappointment in people or more like hopelessness because that's the, 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 the point was never really about Trump to begin with. Um, the point was about we, the people that was always Trump's big thing from the beginning was I'm going to give the power back to the people. And that's been happening. Roe versus Wade going back to the state. Um, all the other things that were, that were sitting with the Supreme court and decided at a federal level, then being overturned by the Supreme court and sent back to the state. You're, you know, because things are much easier to change at a state level. It's easier for you to get in front of your Congress people, your state people. Your, you, it's easy for you to go meet your freaking governor and ask them, your Chuck Grassleys, and ask them to their face and get a general idea of who they actually are. It's also easier to campaign for your state people with social media and things like that. It was... Stop a couple of tax and I'm a secret service. Yeah. And boy, that hit me really hard when, when, when they made that comment. Cause I was like, fuck, because I had been thinking it for quite a long time. And maybe they hit him. I don't know. Maybe I did see an article too, that it's some spaceship that the, the department of defense had up in space just came back after like five years of some Facebook and that there was some weird shit that happened with it. And, the people were saying that other people were taken up and being put to death. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I take all that with grains of salt, but he got the Johnson and Johnson one. The one that he lives operation warp speed. Um, but I don't then, but then what happened was, so that happened. And so I was like, dang, maybe. And then he lost in 2020. So I was like, dang, Maybe, but then even though he lost, like I said, the Supreme court kind of stepped up and, and started sending this stuff back to the States. Right. And the people started realizing the power that they had at a state level in their local elections and, and really started getting involved and really started paying attention. And so then I was like, okay, maybe, maybe not like, maybe this is kind of how it's supposed to go. Um, and it gets lost in a lot of the noise, right? Cause there's a lot of people that want to offer their opinion to you. And so you're kind of like, okay, maybe, you know, like, okay, maybe, maybe he is a blowhard. Maybe he is splitting the GOP. Maybe Ron DeSantis. I don't know anything. I don't know a lot about Ron DeSantis and what I have found out isn't super, but the J and J thing is it's still available, but it's not the one that they push. No. So I don't know. Just think about that next time. I, I always wanted to go back and compare like his old speeches. And maybe this will be a good opportunity to do so. To go back and take his old speech from 2016 when he announced to 2020 when he announced for that one. And then his and see if there's any changes that are obvious or maybe not so obvious. And maybe there won't be. Maybe this, maybe I'm just making all this shit up. Right. 
but I'm sick of waiting on all this. So here's kind of the thing. I get it, but there is changes that we need to still make. There's still work that we need to still do. And a big part of that work is going to be uh, continuing to remove the narrative from mainstream media because those who own the media own the masses, right? And this is where we still, this is where we have a lot of control right now. And I'm not talking like we isn't just me, but I'm talking about everybody that makes content, all of you that make content, all of you that support other content creators, all of you that run podcasts, all that you that that go and, and do your shows on, if you do them on Rumble or support, you know, these, some of these bigger shows. We were on a show on Rumble, some big ass conspiracy show. They featured our video, which I thought was cool. Um, that was cool. Yeah, I know. Like, but this is but this is taking away the narrative from mainstream media. And this is kind of be kind of my focus as well. But I understand that I've got a responsibility with that. And that responsibility is to not push my opinion on people in a way that feels pushy and is to offer it up and then let people decide for themselves. And this is going to be kind of the work that we have in front of us right now, especially as we're going to be going into 2024 and as new things come to light and as the Ron versus Don thing, which is political, in my opinion, is political theater, is but it's going to happen. And so we're going to need to just be really, really aware of what that's going to look like. And that's going to be the job for us going forward. I'm not trying to control the outcome of elections. I'm not trying to control what anybody in Congress does. I'm not trying to control what anybody and any of the politicians do. The only thing I can control is the information that I put out to you and in the way that I put it out to you as well. And to, we all need to do our best to be kind of a calming force in such chaos and to be more welcoming to people who are just now waking up or people who are just now deciding to possibly leave one side of the parties and come to the other. Um, because I think you're going to see a lot of that. You're already seeing a lot of that happening. Like people are fed up. And I think it's going to be about keeping eyes on that and then just making sure that we're presenting the information to you guys the best that we can. Um, and without my own, because I haven't even politically, I haven't even made any kind of decisions yet. I know I'm going to change my registration from a Republican to an independent. That is going to happen. Um, but something with the wrong information. I think the misinformation and disinformation where they're going to turn every word Trump says into wrong information. Well, and then we just do a repeat of 2019, 2020. And this is what it, but it, it, it takes, the, you got to do the work. And that's what sucks about it. I can't, we can't just read the headlines. Like if I read a headline and I'm like, fuck, did that really happen? I got to go and watch the video. I got to go and read the stupid article, but we have to be doing that on both sides too. Cause Fox is notorious for doing this as well. Right. And gateway pundit is, Gateway Pundit is terrible for doing this. And this is why I don't like using the Gateway Pundit as a source for a lot of things because they put such a spin on things. They're always like, even when they reported on the FTX stuff, they were like, look, the Democrats, it's the, and it's like, dude, it's all of them. Like it's all of them. I get it, but st we're not, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like everybody is tired of hearing it. Um, can you still vote your primaries if you switched independent? I don't know what the ramifications are from switching to an independent. So I'm going to find that out before I do. And then we're going to go from there. Can somebody answer that? I recently learned that as an independent, you can't fucking agents. So I'm not going to change to an independent until after my primaries because I want to vote in my primaries. Um, so more to come on that. Probably not going to go Democrat this time though. Let me just put that out there. Probably not going to do that.
for a while, for probably a long while. Um, Tulsi Gabbard had the best bet with me as far as who I would consider. And she's done. She she switched her party to something. I don't even know what she went to. She didn't become a Republican. I think she became an independent. Uh, I only worry about changing an independent. It takes away from the chance to vote in the primaries. Yeah. So we'll wait till after the primaries. We're not going to change just yet. We're going to wait. So, because I want to vote in our primaries, but then I'm going to decide and, and we might change parties after that. I don't know. This is something we're going to deep dive into as well, Paige. That's a great question. Why do we have to? And that was one of the first questions that they asked me at the polls. Are you a Republican? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, re well, I'm no. What did I say? I said, I'm registered Republican. And she's like, okay, but that didn't make any damn bit of difference in what ballot she gave me. So why does that even have to be a thing? Because even if I'm a registered Republican, but I can go into that booth and vote all Democrat and nobody's going to, nobody's supposed to know. So more to come on that and what that looks like. Maybe we should all go independent and nobody left to vote. You're never, that's, that's going to be dangerous way to go though. Because you're never going to get the extreme on either side to get on board with that. So it's about playing the game and trying to stay neutral. Uh, I finally switched my party Republican a few months ago. You can't in the primary. So we can't, so we won't switch until then. Bet. That's it. That sounds like it's it for the talking points tonight. There's no storm, no speaker of the house, the speaker of a house. They, the GOP announced Kevin McCarthy. I think that's his name. Uh, he's kind of a piece of shit too, but I'm going to do, we'll, we'll deep dive more into that as we continue to go on. And God, I just, I, I wanted something new and to say I'm disappointed, it's kind of an understatement a little bit here for all of it with the house announcement. They did announce the, hold on, which I don't know much about this guy either. Steve Scalise is announced as the House Majority Leader. Um, House Republicans whip Steve Scalise. Republican from L.A. on Tuesday was elected the House Majority Leader. Scalise served as Republican whip for eight years. Uh, it has been an honor to fight for the American people as Republican whip for these past eight years. And I am humbled to be elected into my elected by my colleagues to serve as Majority Leader in the new Republican Majority House of Representatives. Um I've heard good things about Scalise, but I don't know super much about him. So we'll see. He says he's going to fight for America, but that's all he said. He didn't say how, which is the majority of how that kind of shit goes. So he's from L.A. That's not a good sign. I'd heard good things about Scalise, though, like rabbit hole good things. But we'll see. More to come. And they both need to go. Mitch, I don't like I said, I don't ever want to see Mitch McConnell again, like ever. Like get him the fuck out of there. I, I don't understand that, but that's it. I'm going to wrap up. He was the one that was shot at a baseball game, but I'm going to wrap this up, you guys. And so as we kind of put more things together and, and I can put another nooner together for later this week, if you want, we'll kind of go through all of it. If you want to uh, more to come on that, if I can get time with that, you guys, thanks for coming. I know it's getting late. I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being there with Becca. Um, and today is Tuesday, meaning tomorrow is Wednesday. Tomorrow we are live with a new guest. I want to say. Yeah, we got a new guest, Big John, who is a conspiracy theorist and a political talker of content creating, making guy, real nice guy, super nice guy. I think you guys are really going to like him. That's going to be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow night. I will see you guys then. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Bye.